listen to this. If you're looking to get away for a few days, I heard about a new place that you can rent. You can now spend the night in the mansion from The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. For only $6,000 a night, you can rent the home on Airbnb. Six grand might sound steep, but the genital warts you get from the hot tub are free. <laughs> so far, there's only one review, and all it says is, my black light threw itself in the tub. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this, this is After 9 with Scott and Kat. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday. Welcome to a brand new week of After 9. Uh, quick note about Friday's podcast. We had a really fun one, getting Kat ready for her LASIK surgery, which we will follow up on in a few minutes. We had Dave Blazard join us, and he explained how he got into radio. It was great. The problem is, is that there was a, a lag time. I guess a lot of different servers, like Citrix-based type ones, had issues on Friday the 13th of all days. And it took a while for the podcast to get up. So if you are wondering, why was there no podcast Friday? There is. You just have to go back and listen to it. It took a while before it was finally available in Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and stuff like that. How are you, Kat? How is the eyes feeling? Okay, eyes are great. Eyes are great. They see clearly now. Um, it's weird. I don't know. I keep forgetting that I I don't have something in. Like, it, and on top of that, I actually see better. And some people told mm-hmm. me this might be the case, but I didn't. I called the bullshit on the whole thing because I couldn't believe it could be that good. I think I see better now than I did with my glasses and contacts. With my most recent prescription, I see clearer. Like I can read the sign way across the street, like far, far away. I can read that. I, I don't think I would have even been able to do that with glasses on. So needless to say, very successful, but a super weird process. Like weird is the best way I could describe it, I guess. I uh, I always described it because I know exactly the feeling you're talking about. When I had my eyes done... It reminded me of the difference between, say, watching a VHS and going to Blu-ray. It's almost like, yeah, you could always see those things, but now you see them with depth and yeah. clarity. It's almost like an HD version of your vision. Did it hurt? Case. Besides your wallet and bank account. <laughs> Great point. That one did. Sting. It stung. No, it does not hurt. There is no physical pain. There is a pressure and they warn you they warn you every step of the way and the doctor i had he was awesome um his name is omar and he said that i could by the way he said i could call him omar so he's but his doctor hakeem he was great and he talked me through the whole thing from the beginning to the end and i think they could tell i was kind of nervous but they were asking me like have you gone through any kind of surgeries i'm like yeah man like i'm not even afraid of that i i've had two c-sections for crying out loud so like nothing scares me but it was just I think it's because it had to do with the eyes, Scott, that it kind of got yep. me a little bit freaked out. You've got to suspend your hesitation in order to get into it. And yeah. you can enjoy the process. I mean, knowing what you're going through is going to change your vision for the better. It's it's easy to get into it. The problem is, yeah, you're right. I mean, you can freak yourself out because it's yes. your eyes. And you don't have a lot of control either. I mean, they've got your eyes open. They hold them open or they have a little neat tool that does it. And you can actually smell your eyes being burned off as they reshape them into the shape they're supposed to be in. That part is no joke. So when the laser, some people are, some people hate hearing this kind of stuff, but this is how it works. Okay. That's what it is. And and you know that going in what they do with the laser, like slit your eyeball open in order to correct what's underneath. They have to do that. So first off, watching them lift the flap of my cornea, so messed up. 
like watching it take place and seeing it flip open freaked me out a little bit. I was like, whoa, but it was also very cool. Like part of me was like, this is so neat. And that smell that you mentioned is so strong. There's that smell of burning flesh is the best way to describe it. It's gross. It was so strong, Scott. I was wearing like a surgical type mask. So I wore that same mask or I went to go wear it the next day for my follow-up appointment. It stunk like burning flesh. Like Ew. it was that potent. So I had to throw it out. Oh, it's so gross. <laughs> but it's so cool at the same time that they're able to do it. Like technology is amazing. It's freaking amazing. So that part was neat. I felt like it was kind of like an alien abduction kind of scenario. Like they kept telling me, look at the light, keep looking at the light. And then I went blind for a while, which is normal. You go blind while they're fixing it. So all of that stuff, by the way, happened over the course of like five minutes. Like it was over in no time. And the second that they were done, Scott, I could see like it was insane. Now, are you really light sensitive now? Are you seeing halos around oncoming headlights, that sort of thing? You know what? It's not as bad as I thought because some people warned me, like my sister had it done years ago and she said she warned me for a long time. Night vision was bad, but driving to work this morning and I drive to work really stupid hours. So it's pitch black. I didn't notice it being that bad, actually. Um, when I went for my follow-up appointment too, I'm one of the lucky ones. They said, you're already doing better. Like your healing is already better than most people. So you're already above average. Um, and it's only going to get better from here. And when they told me that I was like, oh my gosh, it's only going to get better than this. So I'm super happy with the results. Good. I'm happy for you. That's awesome. Welcome to the no glasses club. Yay. What are you going to do with all those benefits that you used to cash in on contacts (laughs) and new frames? Well, I'm going to use as much as I can this year to cover that. Which they never give you enough, by the way. No. Benefits never cover. Like, dental, there's a decent... It's okay. You know? Even massage therapy. Great for a lot of be- for a lot of people. But glasses, why do they always cut you off? 250 bucks, 300 bucks. that's it. Even if you're at the top tier. Bunch of jerks. But yeah, I'm going to use it for that, and then that's about it. That's about by the it. way, this is a good opportunity to remind everybody that if you have uh, traditional calendar year benefits... Time to start using them up. We're almost at the 12th month of the year. That means those masseuses are going to be busy for yeah. the next little while. Oh, good luck trying to find an appointment, by the way. I tried to tried to find one, and it's uh, not easy. It's funny, actually, because there's so many people that want to just use up every cent of their entitlement that they're going crazy right now. Like, orthotics, yeah, give them to me. Even if you don't need orthotics, fuck it. They're paid for. I want them. <laughs> and, and they just go on and on and on with all these benefits. Like, give me some glasses. You don't wear glasses. Give them to me anyway. Give me another teeth cleaning. I'll do two days in a row. I'm using it. It's the way it goes at this time of year. Yep. Although, having said that, I'm here for it, too. Like, I'm trying to use up every cent sure. that I have available to me as well. I'm going to assume you didn't watch any of the Masters this weekend. You know what? I did not. I did not watch much of it. I heard a little bit about it over the weekend, through the weekend. I heard things like, oh, Tiger, you suck. Um, oh, and I fuck. knew Dustin Johnson was doing well. And then lo and behold, he won. Yeah. Sports this weekend was frustrating. I still like Tiger. I grew up watching him. And so did most of the golfers that are on the tour. Uh, even Dustin Johnson said yesterday, it was really weird having Tiger present me with a green jacket because I grew up watching Tiger. Like he's part of the reason that I set a goal to win the Masters wow. is because of Tiger. And then to have him put the green jacket on me, so cool. that's pretty incredible. That's very cool. Well, Tiger, your victory last year was one of the most memorable and emotional moments in the history of this tournament. And I just want to tell you, we're so pleased that you're now wearing that green jacket for the fifth time. Congratulations. We'd be honored if you would place 
the green jacket on Dustin. Absolutely. There you go, buddy. Congratulations, Dustin. Thank you. Thank you. Very happy for you. Absolutely. So Tiger Woods in the last round, he didn't really have a shot. He was at minus five. It's pretty amazing that going into the last round, you can be five under par and have virtually no shot at winning. That's how good Dustin Johnson was. But Tiger got to, I think it was the 10th hole, 12th hole, and had a 10. It's a par three. He put three shots in a row in the water. He was just trying to place it in exactly the right spot, and the ball rolled back into the water. So he tried again. It rolled right back into the water. Then he hit his next shot into the sand. From the sand, back into the water. A fucking 10. But that's why I think amateur golfers enjoy watching that sort of stuff on TV. Because any average hacker could do that on any given day. Right. I personally have never taken a 10, but I've played golf with lots of people who have. Shank three of them into the water in a row? Yeah, that sucks, but people do it all the time. And it's almost like it puts the the average everyday golfer on the same level as a pro. On any given Sunday, a pro can completely shit the bed like Tiger did. Mm-hmm. So anyway, obviously he didn't win, but Dustin Johnson did. It's amazing how many of my buddies were texting after he won. Because as soon as he sunk that putt and the tournament was over, boom, his model wife, Paulina Gretzky, went running across the green and gave him a great big hug and kiss. I bet she did. Money in the bank. Money in the bank. You know, it's pretty amazing being married to a pro golfer, I would think, because not only are they uh, in fantastic shape and, and, and so on and so forth, I assume they've got a good temperament to play that game professionally, but they also make a fuck ton of money. If you're Dustin Johnson and you're a top five or top 10 finisher in every tournament you play in every weekend that you go to work, you're coming home with a few million dollars. It's not like a baseball player. That's got like a, Oh, he's got a $4 million contract. Okay. Well that's $4 million coming in over the course of a year. If you're a pro golfer, you can make 2 million a weekend. Yeah. Wild. Anyway, um, a uh, few people speculating that there is no doubt at all that they had one outrageous party last night at, at Augusta. <laughs> no doubt. they All the wine was uncorked. Um, he's got a great whiskey there, too. You know Wayne had that covered. Like, I got oh, yeah. you. Yeah. Well, Wayne and Janet Gretzky were both in Georgia to congratulate Dustin when he won. And no doubt they had a good party. Like you said, probably full of the Wayne wine and Wayne whiskey. But... I'm thinking he probably had a great time afterwards, too. I'll bet you anything Paulina Gretzky wore that green jacket this weekend and probably nothing else. You think they got a sitter? <laughs> I'm pretty sure they got a sitter. <laughs> Wayne was sitting? Uh, yeah. Oh, and the other reason that uh, sports was frustrating this weekend is this is a good lesson to every, anybody. And when I coach lacrosse, this is one of the things that I try and get a, uh, across to my players as much as possible is you've got to play the full 60 minutes. You never take your foot off the gas. We will come up with a strategy if we need to, but you always play at full intensity. The Bills yesterday, with like a minute left, scored a touchdown. They came from behind. They were four points ahead. There was virtually no chance they were going to lose that game against Arizona. Mm -hmm. All they had to do was prevent Arizona from actually scoring a touchdown with less than a minute left on the clock. Well... Arizona scored with one second left. They actually scored a touchdown. 
Their receiver was triple covered and still caught the fucking ball in the end zone. Bills lost by two. Aww. Cat, oh my God. It was so frustrating. Give me a break. Anyway, that's a sports. (laughs) We don't usually do sports in the podcast. And I know that some asshole is going to DM me and shit on me. You shouldn't talk about sports. You should leave that to the sports guys. Fuck off. We're all allowed to have an opinion. You can go ahead and have yours, too. And I don't give a shit about that. Um, Let's talk quickly here about the breaking news this morning. The Moderna COVID-19 vaccine is now good. I shouldn't say it's approved because it's not, but it will get emergency FDA approval along with the Pfizer vaccine. The Pfizer vaccine, people were pretty happy about the fact that it's 90% effective. The Moderna one, 94.5% effective. So that means if you take this vaccine, you are 94.5% more likely to not get infected. Is that the way to think of it? Yeah, I suppose. Or no, if there's 100 people... 94 and a half of them did not catch COVID after they'd had the vaccine. I guess that's the better way to put it, sure. technically, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I just, uh, the, the the comments on this are so disappointing from this morning, to be honest with you. it's Really? What are people saying? Well, it's same, you know, and it's the same as, it doesn't matter, Moderna, Pfizer, whatever. Anytime we're talking about, oh, vaccine's getting closer. Pe- people's automatic reaction, or some people's auto- yeah, that thing's not going anywhere fucking near me. You don't test that. I don't know the side effects on that. Well, first of all, calm the fuck down. No one's saying that you have to that you have to have it. This is just promising news. This is a step for those who are uh, looking for a vaccine. We're not saying, "Hey guys, look, it's almost effective. Here you go. Give me your arm." That's not it at all. I don't even want to take this either. Like people on my Facebook are, you know, saying, "It doesn't mean I'm going to take it." Okay, that's great. I'm pretty sure we're not going to live in a world where they're going to try to force us to take anything. But it is great news for those who are extremely vulnerable, who are high risk. They will want this vaccine. So the step in the right direction is good news for them. Can't we just be happy about that? Or do we have to shit all over everything all the goddamn time? No, people hate change. They don't like anything new. They just want to complain. I'm not fucking doing it. Oh, okay. Well, great. Then don't. You really you don't have to. I love the speculation that comes out from these sort of things. You know, as soon as I posted the story this morning, somebody on the uh, Scott and Cat Facebook page instantly. Great. How long till they start forcing kids to get it to go to school? Whoa. Yeah. Nobody's even talking about that right now. That's not even a consideration at this point. Yeah. I'd say the most that could happen with the schools is, and I think parents should probably be ready for this, it's likely going to be an extended Christmas break this year. Now, I don't know if they're going to pull the shoot like midway through December yeah. and keep kids home until the end of January or how it's going to work. I'm here for that. I'm here for it. Why? Because I think that a, I think every, above and beyond the fact that COVID and there's there, it, this wave does seem to be strong. People need a break. I think people need a true mental and maybe physical break. Um, I know it's been great for kids, for example, to be able to socialize with their friends if they got to the chance to do that, and that's all well and good. But probably taking a longer break than than they would have is a good thing for everybody to just kind of try to reset, even through their family, get organized. Before you head back in there, you know what to expect now when you're putting your kids back into school. If let's say they do take a month, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. You know what to expect when you're going in. Um, We know it's also cold and flu season and we know that people are going to get sick and some people get sent home who don't have COVID, but they, they're 
they seem like they might, you know, all those things. So if we can kind of do a reset, I feel like it's just kind of like a refresh button if we do that. Because if we send them right back in again real quick, I just, I don't know. To me, it just seems like everybody needs a little bit longer of a break. What about the parents that have to work? Yeah, I mean, that, and that, same with everything else that happened in the world. Same with when schools shut down. Workplaces are going to have to be flexible. And if they can't be flexible, then the government has to step in if the government chooses to do that. If the breaks get longer, the government has to step in and make sure everyone's covered for that. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, you know, it's gone so much better than it could have. There's been infections, and every time there's an infection, they make a big deal of it on the news. Like, oh, my God, there's a staff member at a school with COVID. When you think about how many thousands of schools there are and how many hundreds of thousands of students there are, the number of infections is actually pretty low. I mean, they said from the start, yeah, there's going to be COVID cases in schools, but we're going to do the best we can to mitigate the damage and we're going to make it go as smoothly as possible. Okay, well, we're almost at the Christmas break. We're a month away from Christmas. Today, the second quadmester begins for post-secondary students. And while there have been some infections for the most part, I think everybody's done a good job. And that's a testament to the public health procedures that they put in place and the teachers and the administrators who have done a very good job. I mean, if somebody gets sick, they can isolate a cohort and the rest of the school can carry on. And most people haven't been affected by that. It's just been business as usual. It's always a little creepy when you hear about a kid in your kid's school that got it. But for the most part, most people haven't been affected. That's pretty awesome. When you think back to all the doom and gloom that people were predicting at the end of August and beginning of September, it went fairly smoothly. So far, so good. And firm, knock on wood. But yeah, I could see them, especially with the numbers going the way they are, extending that Christmas break. I don't know if they'll go right up to where they typically would have and then tell kids to stay home for all of January or if it'll be like mid-December to end of January. But I don't think there's going to be much in-class learning in January. And like you said, it is cold and flu season, so that probably makes sense. Is it a good idea to have a swinger convention in the middle of a pandemic? <laughs> No, it's not. eh? No. Hundreds of swingers have descended upon New Orleans to swap intimate partners and potentially exchange viral loads just (laughs) just in time as city officials in New Orleans loosened restrictions and allowed for more tourism. The four day naughty in Nolens convention (laughs) took place last week Mm. in New Orleans. Right. The city recently moved into its latest phase of reopening, which did allow for larger indoor gatherings as well as some indoor bar service. So Naughty and Nolens kicked off at the Nopsy Hotel last Tuesday with a great entertainment package that included a pizza and bag stuffing party. Then a meet and greet in the lobby hosted by the Kinky Couple, who are also the co-captains of the clothing optional cruise. Oh, good. Good, good, good. There was various events throughout the four days, including rooftop pool parties, matchmaking events, the erotic ball, and seminars on flogging. Then they hit up Bourbon Street and, uh, I don't know, I guess tried to recruit more swingers. Was all of this, like, to, you know, the protocols of of New Orleans? No, not even fucking close. (laughs) Like... How can you physically distance while you're nailing somebody else's wife or husband? Hey, like, yes, you can't tell me that they were handing out those those plexiglass glory holes at the door. It oh. didn't happen. 
These were people who just got together because they're swingers and have been cooped up for too long and wanted to do something swingery. Right. Which is fine. I'm not judging. If you're into that sort of shit, go ahead. Have fun. But the fact that it happened during a pandemic. New Orleans isn't the worst U.S. state, but it's certainly not the best either. I don't know if this was a good idea to fly all those people in from across America for half nude events and partner swapping. Sorry, when you say all those people, like how many people were involved in this? Several hundred. Several hundred? Really? Yep. Wow. Those are just the people that are registered. I mean, I don't know about you, but there are certain events that have happened that I've gone to without a ticket. I just sort of hung out in the lobby for the social aspect of it all. <laughs> if there's a, a, a speaker in town that I couldn't get tickets to see, yeah, you just hang out in the lobby and eventually you'll be part of the conversation. I assume there was probably people in the hotel that weren't there officially for the swinger convention, right. but also probably didn't mind getting propositioned a few times. I'm sure they did, too. I'm sure they did get propositioned. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure they did. It's just, it's amazing what goes on. I mean, we're arguing about whether we can have 10 or 20 people indoors for dining. These people are literally fucking each other's (laughs) wives and husbands. They're holding seminars on flogging. You got to be kidding me. And I don't know what a bag stuffing party is, but I have to assume there's not a lot of physical distancing that goes on during one. I was going to ask you what the fuck that is. So you don't know? I don't know what a bag stuffing party is. Can you Google it? Okay, what is a bag? You want me to look this up? Yes, I do. I don't, I'm just, it, what, is it like, just, was, I'm wondering if there's a bunch of samples and it was like whatever you could fit in the fucking bag to bring with you to your little party there? You, like Halloween for swingers. Have at, have at her, right? Yeah. Like that's what huh. I picture, but I have no, maybe it's completely wrong. Yeah, I think you're right. It's a lot of stuff that you can go and collect and you you, okay. you stick it in your bag. It's not like some like a guy's bag or anything so like people that. People were probably the nuts doing in them. Right. People were probably doing sampling and shit. Like here's hey, fucking cock rings, lube over here. Hey, yeah. this new Durex, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Just shove that all, all that shit in a bag. So you're walking around basically next in next to nothing, trying to attract somebody else's partner. Mowing on a slice of pizza that and, gr- seem good. and grabbing handfuls of lube and cock rings for your bag. <laughs> there's nothing. The whole thing just seems that. wrong. No, there's nothing that, that they're not doing that right at all. Those aren't what dainty. That's not a dainty food. Like they're not even like little like cocktail foods. <laughs> Excuse the pun, but like slices of za. Yeah. Fuck. Gross. What man. the hell? That's gross. Uh, let's see here. Oh, hey, brand new After 9 sponsor, Barks Custom Carpentry. Gift local, support local, handmade custom pieces with your custom colors and designs. From charcuterie and cutting boards to tables, shelves, and more. On Instagram, follow Barks underscore custom underscore carpentry or find them on Etsy. That's Barks Custom Carpentry. Mention the After 9 podcast and you save the tax on your first order. Mm. They really are good. People ask me all the time about that barrel that I've got that says Fox on the top. It sits on my patio. Yeah, Yeah, that was from Barks. It was a custom piece. So they do stuff like that. Great gift ideas. Inexpensive. And like I said, mention the After 9 podcast and you save the tax. Barks underscore custom underscore carpentry on Instagram. Today apparently is the day that Don Trump, his legal team, is going to finally roll out the proof that the election was rigged. Okay, is there proof? Do you think there is proof? Do you think he has sufficient enough evidence? 
it's funny because <laughs> there's people that'll DM me and say, I can't believe you support Trump. And then there's people who message me who heard the exact same thing as the other person accusing me of supporting Trump. There's people who heard the exact same thing who will DM me. I can't fucking believe you don't believe Trump. Like, how did two people get two completely different perspectives out of one conversation? I have tried to be fairly neutral on this. One thing I will say is that if there's proof, they have to get that proof out there now. We need to see the proof or we got to It's put up or shut up time. Apparently, today, Trump's two main lawyers, one of them being Rudy Giuliani and the other one is Sydney something. I can't remember her name. They're going to claim that they have actual proof that the ballots and the software in the ballot counting machines was tampered with. Hmm. Apparently, there's pretty easy backdoor access to this thing where you can in real time find out where the count stands. So the theory is that whoever was behind tampering with it in, say, Georgia, they would see, okay, Biden's 10,000 votes behind. We need to take 10,000 of the next few votes that are coming through this machine. And even if it says Trump, it's going to be Biden. That's part of the reason that Georgia has now ordered a statewide hand recount. So this is just the voting machines. It doesn't address... All those stories out there of people finding garbage bags full of votes for Trump that people threw out and burned. It doesn't include any of that. This is just the actual voting machines that were tampered with. Is there anything to it? I don't know. But you can go back and find no shortage of Democrats, including Senator Elizabeth Warren. She was running for the job that Joe Biden got. Even she's complained about how unsecure these machines are in the past and how much potential there is to rig an election with them. So uh, we'll see where it goes in court. I don't know what kind of evidence they have. Right. But one thing I will say is it's funny because every time Trump sends out a tweet, he'll be like, I won the election. It was rigged. So many people, media types, will turn around and shit on him and say, no, you didn't. You didn't win. You, you won shit. Blah, blah, blah. What if they actually do prove it? Like, people are fighting very, very fiercely and adamantly to say, Trump, you're wrong, you lost. But you haven't seen the evidence yet either. What if, just hypothetically, what if he actually does have proof that the election was tampered with? Those people aren't going to apologize, are they? No, no one's apologizing. Are you kidding me? But if it was the other way around, there's not going to be any apology from Trump. If he can't actually find the evidence that he wants either, he's just going to fucking huff and puff about it for a long time until he becomes irrelevant, which probably won't be too far away from now, I think. But I would think at some point, if you are that adamant and and if you you just have to watch CNN or, or the CBS Evening News or whatever, and they're all over it. Donald Trump making outrageous claims that the election was rigged. Sure. But if he does come up with proof, and obviously he hasn't yet, but if he can actually show proof. He was right, and people should apologize, right? Well, that should be we, an automatic what? renunciation of no. Joe Biden. Now, you know what? I don't, let's cross that bridge when we get there, because I don't think we're ever going to get there. You could do what-ifs all day. I, I don't even think that's going to be a question that we will actually have. I really okay. don't. That's fair. It makes sense. I think we can agree that porch pirates are the scum of the earth. Oh, they're the worst. Those sons of bitches that'll just walk up to somebody's porch because they see an Amazon package or a FedEx delivery or yeah. something like that. And take it. They don't necessarily know what's in it. They just want it. 
it's happened to so many people. Mm-hmm. Very, very frustrating and sad at the same time that you just want anything so badly that you'll just walk up and take it off of a stranger's porch. It could be their medication. It could be any number of things yeah. that you're stealing. Well, one porch pirate proved how stupid he is. He is from Goose Creek, South Carolina. He was busted last week for stealing packages off of two different people's porches. He went to court the next day. He was wearing the exact same fucking shirt that he wore when he stole the stuff. And it was not (laughs) a a regular run-of-the-mill shirt. It was a bright green t-shirt with a red box on the middle that said North Face across the top. (laughs) It might as well have said it was me. (laughs) These people have got like Nest Cams and Ring Video doorbells. They've got the actual video of somebody stealing it. You'd think this guy going to court would try and deny it. Instead, he wore exactly the same thing to court. Fucking idiot. He couldn't have made it any easier for the judge to say, yeah, there's no denying it. That's definitely you. Oh, my God. What an idiot. That's crazy. What an idiot. Are you going to pretend that you don't use your cell phone when you're going to the bathroom? Me? Yeah. I don't even. I really, truly don't bring it in with me. Never? Uh, I won't say never, but I rarely, rarely do. 77% of people use their phone while using the toilet. 14% say they always use their phone when they go to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. 60% sometimes do. 23% claim they never do, including cat, apparently. I don't know if that's believable. Yeah, no, I rarely, I'm not saying I never have, but I really rarely ever do. I don't find I can get, like, how long are you, some people are in there for way too fucking long. Some people make a, like, they wait their whole day for their daily shit. On to God, and then then it is a, oh, I'm going to read all, I'm going to catch up on all the Twitters. I'm going to sit down and look at the Facebook while I do whatever the fuck I do in the toilet. Like, I'm not, I'm not that long. I go in, I get my business done, I go pee, I get out. I don't need to be flipping around on Instagram. Well, I'm peeing. I don't, there's not even enough time for that. Age is a big factor here. Only about half of people 55 plus use their phone when they're going to the bathroom. I'm going to speculate that those are the ones who typically drop their phone in the toilet too. Their dexterity isn't necessarily the best after 55. They're the ones that still have a magazine rack beside their toilet. Yes. (laughs) You know what though? Those people who make like a big fucking event out of their daily shit. (laughs) (laughs) they have their bathroom calibrated right they've got the magazine rack they've got the toilet paper holder right where they want it they've probably got some music playing they've got matches ready to go for the candle they got a light when they're done fans on the whole nine yards (laughs) they are ready for that shit (laughs) it's everything but fiber like that's the only thing it seems that those kind of people lack yeah exactly it shouldn't take you 45 fucking minutes to take a dump that's something wrong Okay, but there's also people who use it to get out of situations. Some people wait for something dumb to be happening at work that they don't want to do. That's when they go and and have their daily. Some people do it at work just because they want to do it on company time instead of on their own. That's rude, by the way. And to do it at the company bathroom? Ugh. Well, hopefully it's it's, uh, not inconvenient to other people. Hopefully, when you have your big daily, 
you're not dropping one of those ones where the entire fucking building needs to be evacuated because you're not sure if somebody took a shit or if there's a gas leak. Yeah. Somebody just wrecked the fucking toilet. Like, huge. <laughs> and, and coming up, by the way, at the end of the podcast is a missed connections edition from this morning on our FM radio show. It involves somebody who ruined a toilet. But it's actually funny that you told that story this morning because I have one here, too. It's another Zoom meeting gone wrong. A woman uh, was on a Zoom call, uh-huh. and she thought she had muted her microphone and oh. turned off the camera. How many stories have to start like that? Until people realize, ah, I should check. I should double check. I should really make sure that the camera and the microphone are off. Yes. She says, I guess I must have accidentally leaned on the button or something. Because work was able to view what was going on. And I came back to five or six private messages on Zoom. What happened was she got up from her computer because the plumber showed up. Let me read you the quote. (laughs) Today I fucked up my toilet. (laughs) I had just let the plumber in to fix the toilet. He came by to tell me it was done. I took a monster shit. It wrecked the toilet so bad I had to call a plumber. And she was explaining this giant shit she took to the plumber. Oh, my. Unfortunately, the Zoom was still on and everybody was listening in. Oh, my God. So she's on the phone with the plumber. Everybody in her work meeting or whatever. She was talking to the plumber. He had just finished fixing her toilet. Right. And she's going, man, I really shat huge. Like, oh, my God. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I just shot a fucking peacock in my toilet. Like, it was yep. insane. Yep. And they're all listening to her say it. Wow, that's horrible. Right. Even at that, that's probably too much information to tell your plumber. Your plumber I mean, does, yeah, your plumber knows what goes in a toilet, okay? Let's just make that clear. They understand. It's not like you're baking in the fucking toilet. You're shitting and you're peeing, and they know that. You don't need to tell them dimensions, girth, <laughs> oh. size, length. The coil. You don't need to explain any of that to them. They know. Floater, All they need sinker, to know is. They don't need to know. I used it and now it won't flush. Or I used it and now the water won't come back in the tank. I need you to fix it. The plumber's going to put two and two together. They have seen it all. Now, in this case, it was a woman, and I'm not sure that they've seen that necessarily before because I don't think people generally think of women having a shit so bad it clogs the toilet. But. It happens. We all poop. (laughs) One thing you don't want to do is leave your damn Zoom on and have the entire office listen to you explain to the plumber how badly you wrecked your own toilet. So bad. Seriously, people. So what what, what did she say what her DM said? Like, what do you? Okay, so let's say that's you. Let's say we're all on a Zoom meeting. One of our colleagues, this happened to them. What are you DMing them? Like, holy fuck, shut up about your shit. People can hear you. Like, what are you DMing? Yeah, I think they were warning her that her mic was on, that the camera was on, that people were witnessing this conversation. Man, imagine that you come back and you just sit down like everything's normal and everybody's kind of looking at you a little weird, but nobody's going to say anything to you. Then you pop open your Zoom messages and your camera's on, (laughs) your mic's on. Just so you know, we caught that combo. What color was the shit, though? I missed that part. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Uh, 
Oh, that's wild. Just wild. Finally, uh, Costco's got a new product. If you want to see it, it's up at scottandcat.ca. It's ornaments for your trees that are all mini booze bottles, and they're all full of actual booze. Love it. There's Glenlivet, Chivas Regal, Jameson's Irish Whiskey. You can just go and take an ornament off the tree, drink it, and put it back on the tree or throw it out when you're done. 56 bucks, but it comes with a dozen shots of alcohol hmm. made into an ornament. Can I tell you? <laughs> I would abuse the shit out of that. That's when I'd be moving the tree closer to the couch so I don't have to get up. <laughs> Yeah, if you were at a play, if you were at like a Christmas party, I could see that where that they had like a liquor tree. Yeah, you'd never leave, would you? No, that's great. Hey, company comes over. Here, fix yourself a drink. The tree's right over there. What? <laughs> that's a weird thing, but brilliant. I like it. I think it's awesome. Uh, it's at Costco, and you can read more about it at scottandcat.ca. Anything else we have to mention? Uh, no, I think that's about it. And uh, right now we will leave you with uh, what we usually uh, do leave you with uh, on a Monday, which is this morning's edition of Miss Connections. Enjoy. Got my piano here. Sounds And I'm great. ready to go. Wow. Sounds good, right? Mm-hmm. They've moved this thing so many times, and we haven't had to have it retuned. I love it. It's a great piano. So as I do this, let me tell you what Missed Connections is. There's people out there who have had an encounter with other people. They can't find them now, so they went to the web and told the story, hoping the other person would contact them. I'm laughing already. Uh, This is called The Guy That Talked to Me at the Restaurant, Woman for Man. I was on a first date at a restaurant in Kitchener. I got into a fight with my date. Maybe you saw it? He went outside to cool his jets he said and I stayed at the table you walked over to the table and kept me company while he was outside bold move you said hello and complimented me on the cool drink I made the bartender make off the menu my date came back and you took off really quick but I wish I got your name and of course your number I'm not sure it's going to work out with this guy we do nothing but fight day two is tomorrow night same place if you want to come crash again. Who gets in a fight on the, <laughs> the first, first date? date? Thank you. That's not normal, right? Like, that no. shouldn't be a normal thing that happens. You, All we do is fight. You had one date and you fought? About what? You don't have a lot of time invested into that relationship on the first date. You can walk away and just be like, yeah, we're not compatible. Nope, that's not the person I want to spend time with. He left to cool his jets. What yeah. happened? How intense did this first date fight get? Was he mad that you made the bartender make a drink off the menu? They love when you do that. Love it. I'm shocked. Yeah. Who gets in a fight on the first date? I'm do- I I got to go outside and cool off. Uh, you really, just leave. You're really pissing me off. <laughs> what? We just met. Right? Are we missing something? That's so weird. And why would you go for date 2? I'm really confused. Oh, that's another one I oh, don't understand. Oh, uh, 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 it's no, no, no. Knows no the word. And she's trying to hook up with the person who tried to comfort her. <laughs> you should have just said, let's hook, let you and me, let's hook up. Because this guy, this is not working. What are you thinking? Who are you? I want to shake you. Must have been one heck of a good looking guy, right? If you're willing to put up with a first date fight and agree to a second date where you're anticipating a fight, 
he's got to be a 10, I would think, right? I don't know. What kind of a loser? I gotta go cool my jets. Cool off. You're so angry now. About what? What a stupid date. And you're going for another one. Dumb. Okay. Uh, we'll move along to this woman looking for a, <laughs> a man that helped her at Home Depot. Okay? This is a Home Depot misconnection. I wanted to say thank you again for helping me out today. You worked in the plumbing area at the Home Depot, and you helped me out with an embarrassing situation. I clogged the toilet pretty good. (laughs) I gotta try to get through this. Nothing was helping. I tried everything before I came to you, and I did not expect you to be so sweet. You seemed genuinely concerned about my gastrointestinal virus, and asked me several times as you helped me grab to write the par- to find the right parts if I was okay. <laughs> as I described the state of my toilet, you also suggested a straight-up change of toilet completely. <laughs> <laughs> Just get a new one. You know what, sweetie? <laughs> start over. Let's start fresh here. Nothing's going to save that <laughs> toilet. We're going to get you a new one here. They're on sale. It was so sweet of you. But I did make do with a couple of parts I needed to get, and I did check out the videos you suggested me to. When, <laughs> when my tummy bug clears, I would like to make you a meal at my house. No, thank you. Send a photo. Send a photo. So I know that it's you. Just a little oh. tummy bug. You ruined a toilet. That's not a little tummy bug. <laughs> to the point where he said, no, you don't need a part, honey. You need a whole new toilet. <laughs> Was there a small creature that came out of you? Like, how was it that bad? What happened? Well, we could get you, we could get you a new flapper, and we could get you some new gear here. But I think you should just throw that out and get a new toilet. As soon as that tummy bug clears up, we're gonna get you some new porcelain. I pooped so big, I broke the toilet in half. What do I do now? <laughs> it's a splinter right down the middle. What? It was crazy. Why do they make the hole in the bottom so small? <laughs> do you want to come over for some home cooking, home cooked meal? No. no! The answer's no! Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.